0: Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard podcast with Andy Ram Bernard. So apparently, it's only the men in the family that are working today. Is that the plan? Uh, apparently. Apparently, that's true. It's absolutely true. Well, here's the deal uh, Alex is out of town, and Catherine is helping. Today's the day they have to clear out Don's apartment over at his retirement home. So uh, they have good reason to not be here. But Ralph, that's stiff. He's in surgery. Yeah, what, brain surgery for himself? He's probably doing it on himself, yes. Probably true. It's all true. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest?
1: Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries.
2: Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not.
0: In any case, we do have Timmy Lammers coming up in about 15 minutes. We have Kristen Burt coming up at 1130. So great people to be on anyway. So we're we're covered. We're good to go. And then, of course, we're handed brilliant headlines like this one. White teacher in Texas fired after telling students his race is the superior one. What year is it? Well, that's not quite what happened. Oh, it's not what happened, really, because that's what CNN says happened. Well, of course, it's what CNN says what happened. A middle school teacher in Pflugerville, Texas—excuse uh, Texas, me, Pflugerville, Texas—has been fired. District officials said Monday after video was posted to social media showing the white teacher tell his students his race is the superior one. Last Friday, November 11th, Flugerville ISD officials were made aware of an inappropriate conversation a teacher at Bowles Middle School had with students during an advisory class. Flugerville Independent School District, uh, Superintendent Dr. Douglas Killian, uh, wrote in a statement, as of Monday morning, November 14th, the teacher in question is no longer employed by Pflugerville ISD, and we are actively looking for a replacement. Um, so,
3: okay, you say that's, that's not exactly what happened. It's interesting that they didn't quote him. They just uh, paraphrased him. What In, he said is that everyone thinks that their race is superior, himself included. So he believes He
0: got fired for
3: that? He believes that his race is superior, but black people believe that black people are superior, and Asians believe that Asians are superior, and so forth. Oh, that's how he stated it? Uh, more or less. He just said that everyone thinks that their race is the best. Then they should. They should I be mean, proud of their race, proud of themselves, yes. right? I mean, especially, like, looking at the world right now, it's difficult to argue that.
0: Um, In one video, the teacher can be seen saying to his multiracial class, deep down in my heart, I'm ethnocentric, which means I think my race is the superior one, as students audibly react both on and off camera. A student off camera asks, so white is better than all? The teacher replies, let me finish. I think everybody thinks that. They're they're just not honest about it. There you go. After some discussion in the video, a student asks, you said you were a racist, right? I did, yeah, I'm trying to be honest, the teacher replies. It is unclear what is, uh, was discussed before and after the recording of the videos. CNN has not identified the person or people who filmed the videos circulating online and has not obtained the videos. CNN has obtained an audio recording of a portion of the conversation from a parent who said their child is shown in the videos. In the audio, a student asks the teacher to repeat himself. The teacher says, I said I am a racist. That's what I said. Do you know what that means? Students' responses overlap, and the teacher continues, It means that deep down in my heart, I think my race is the superior race. That's what it means to be a racist. He's not wrong. Yeah, I suppose that to most people. but I still don't understand why he would do that, though. Why, why would you do that? Great question. I don't understand why he did that. Isn't it a better way to go around it this way? Hey, we're all in this together.
3: I mean, a better way would just not be to talk about it. Well, that's very, very
0: true. I don't know why he'd want to even talk about that whole deal. I don't. Ca- you know what's amazing about that, Andy, is I don't care about superiority and all that. I d- couldn't care less. Well, you're one of the few, so... Do you think everybody still is just locked in on this men are better than women? Women are better than men. Black is better than white. White's better than black. I mean, are people still locked
3: into that? Yep. Why? That's easy. It's an easy shortcut to life. You know, if I'm the protagonist of life, then I'm the best. So the more similar someone is to me, the better they are. I just don't really understand.
0: Like, you know, I love your mom and you and Alex and the grandkids and I'm good to go. I, uh... You know, the KQ Morning Show was the first morning show in the country to to have not one but two black, two black men on the show, an Asian woman, a Spanish woman. We had the first transgender traffic reporter. We did all those things. And, by the way, nobody cared. All these people that so, so d- deeply care now didn't care at all back then.
3: It wasn't profitable back then.
0: Yeah, see, it wasn't profitable. That's exactly right. So, I mean... We did all these things, and it wasn't to make a point either. I hired people who were my friends, okay, and they just happened to be, mm-hmm. like I said, J.B. and Philip, the Philly dog. You know, Michelle Tafoya became a friend. Uh, you know, you go down the list of people. As we've said before, Cliff Siegel became Lauren Siegel. He became a woman. Cliff, I still love Cliff to this day. He's a very dear friend, or she at this point is a very dear friend. See, I keep forgetting that. That's the part I keep forgetting because I knew him for 40 years you know, yeah, that's as a man. Thing. 40 years is a long time. Yeah. So I'm not trying to say he's still a man or anything like that. I'm just saying I was so used to him being a man that I have to remind myself that, no, he's not a man any longer. Mm-hmm. You know, And which, by the way, I'm human, so you get to do things like that. I just don't like this whole idea that, that people are making money off of skin color again. That drives me nuts. I just don't get, why do they need to do these things, Andy?
3: Because they're making money.
0: Because you it's all it. about the money. It's Why does it have to be all about the money? Because everything's about power. It is. It's really, really too bad. I, I just don't understand why it's so necessary. I just, and Andy, I'll say it again. Growing up in North Minneapolis, which was a Catholic, black, and Jewish neighborhood all along Plymouth Avenue, I don't remember fist fights breaking out or people arguing all the time and people just couldn't get along. It was all horrible. It wasn't like that at all. And that was a very poor neighborhood in most of it. Uh, about a third of it, uh, they had some dough, but that was, uh, you know, on the, on the west end of town, um, you know, closer to Golden Valley than anything else. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I, – I don't – we have learned absolutely nothing from any of this all these decades and all these years.
3: I don't know. I don't think – Humanity as a whole learns. They I just think don't they just do, that. do. Yeah, you're right. Uh, also, big news as we go
0: into Timmy Lammers in about five minutes. GOP turbulence ahead of Trump's expected announcement. <laughs> do you think he's ever going to wise up to the fact? It's like Donald. They don't want you to run. I know you got a lot of supporters. I, I've said before. I had lunch uh, with him when he was the president of the United States, and he's not like that in person at all. This is an absolute act. And I don't know why he has to put on an act. I don't get it. He he can't shut up. I mean, don't you think this is his major problem? Is he just can't shut up?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, he's a celebrity. That's, well, that's they make true. a living off of uh, just constantly being in the
0: spotlight, making outrageous statements, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> Washington Republicans are in an uproar hours ahead of Donald Trump's expected launch of a new presidential run exacerbated by the party's protracted wait for the White House majority it will use to try to weaken President Joe Biden. See, once again, you know by not even looking up that that was written on CNN's yep. website and I look up and they're going there to it is.
3: weaken Joe Biden. Weaken It's not President. about furthering their own goals, it's about making your goals weaker. Why? You're the good guy and they're the
0: bad guy. See, I'm sorry, whether it's Fox, CNN, MSNBC, all of them, I don't have any time for any of them anymore. The arrogance on most of them is unbelievable, first of all. Mm-hmm. You report the news. What do you have to be arrogant about? Because people know who you are.
3: Ooh. Well, they used to. Yeah, that's true. I bet I bet if you asked anyone under the age of 40 to name a CNN anchor, 80% of them couldn't.
0: I can't. Oh, wait a minute. Isn't Is it that... Don Lemon
3: guy, is that the guy in the morning now? Didn't he quit or something, though? Oh, did he? See, I I don't don't know. know. I have no idea. He's the only one I could name, and that's only because he's a demon brought to this earth. Well, there you go. Let's see. Don Lemon. No, he is on CNN still. Oh, he's on on the morning show now, I think. Uh, CNN Tonight. Apparently. Oh really? Oh, and also CNN this morning. Yeah, he does his morning show now. I think. I don't know. But I thought he quit, or he was gonna quit. Maybe. I think that's what it was. So maybe that's why they gave
0: him the job and all the rest of it. But
3: oh no, he stopped doing his show, the Don Lemon show. And now he's doing. Now he's doing CNN this morning as of last month. Oh okay. So I thought he was quitting, but he was just switching from switching one spots. show or to another, yeah.
0: I heard he's not a very pleasant
3: person. No, he's an awful, awful person. That's
0: what I've heard is he's a terrible person. So let's give him an even bigger job. Mm-hmm. And then the one guy I know over, I know over at Fox, um, Pete Hegseth, because he's from Minnesota. It's not like we're friends or anything, but I do know him. Um, matter of fact, all he ever does when he talks to me is, I could never listen to your show because my mom and dad wouldn't let me. I'm like, okay, whatever.
3: Good to know. Good for you. Always time to catch up. But, you know,
0: and I I was reading this story, and I had no idea that it was on CNN, but there it is, the House majority it will use to weaken President Joe Biden. It's like, Jesus, do you have to stir the pot? But, again, Andy, you've pointed it out, that is how they make their money, isn't Mm -hmm. it? So do you think Trump is really going to run? Yeah. When's he going to learn? It's like, Donald, I know you got a lot of followers, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't follow the guy, but I just... Donald, it, well, there are two things. You know, they talked about this big red wave was coming, and it never happened, and blah, blah, blah. And they you know, said it was because they were aligned with Trump and all the rest of it. Well, also, promising people to pay off their college debt
3: drew a few people in to vote for Yeah, them. That was all a scam. It
0: was a scam to get them to vote for yeah,
3: them. Yes, it was. Uh, would it take three days after midterm for them to say, "Oh, just kidding, we can't"? Yeah, that's exactly right. So now all of a sudden they can't do it. Yep. So
0: I, it just—I really wish they would stop this behavior. It would be so nice if we just did it on the up and well, nothing's on the up and up anymore, is it? And look, I don't have anything against Democrats or Republicans, or I'm not—I'm not any of them. But I don't have anything against them. I just—I don't like all the behind the scenes, that under under the table mm-hmm. crap that goes on. What do you think of that?
3: I mean, personally, I would be considered an anti-federalist. Oh, you are? Yeah. You're an anti-federalist? hmm What makes you an anti-federalist? I don't like the federal government. <laughs> well, who does?
0: Or the state government, for that matter. State governments, I think, are okay for the most part. But Andy, we've got ten billion dollars in the bank, and they haven't even thought about sending it back to the people who well, I paid don't think it
3: in. Our state government is good. I think <laughs> I mean, most well, state go. governments are good. I, they should,
0: you know, to, and to send somebody a check for a thou or whatever it is that uh, I don't know. I don't agree with that at all. I don't get it. So that would be about one third of it. If you sent everybody in the state a check for a thousand bucks, that'd be one third of that money. Uh, yeah, probably. Is that correct? Well, how many people are in Minnesota? Wait a minute. Is Minnesota, what's the population of Minnesota now? Somebody told me it's like 5 million now.
3: Let's see here. Jesus. It is 5.7. 5. 5.7 5. million? Yep. Holy Hannah. It's been so I guess growing be, pretty quick recently. So would it actually be about
0: 57% of it? It would not be a third. It would be 57% of the money. But still, 1000 yeah. bucks. Why don't you give everybody 1500 bucks to spend it all? You don't need it. Yeah, well,
3: $1,500 bucks does not go very far.
0: No, it does not. I suppose that is true. I suppose you're right about that. But um, I don't know. I just, when I was a kid, I always asked these questions because my mother was an ardent Democrat, and she wasn't a nut job about I hate you if you're a Republican. She wasn't like that at all. But she was an ardent Democrat herself, loved the Democratic Party, so that's how I grew up. But even when I was a little boy, I used to sit and think, why are people so locked into this? Why do they buy into everything these politicians say? Even though I was a little kid, I didn't think that was a wise decision. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is it it important to people to be part of a club? Is that what it is? Yep. I suppose. I suppose that's what it's all about is that, hey, I'm in the right club now, so we're good to go. I don't want to be in your club, you know? Like I said, it's an easy way to live. You got you're surrounded by people who support every one of your ideas because you agree with them they agree
3: with you well, yeah you just uh you get their opinions and you repeat their opinions and you don't have to think about it
0: yeah, I guess I just very I, very easy really, really, really hope that at one of these points we can all just calm down it's never going to be great, I know that, but I just wish the hatred would go away. It's just way over that we had uh Jack McThair on on the uh, morning show this morning. You you know him. He's been on Thirty Rock. The very very. He's always in a very happy mood. Jack mm, Jack,
3: Jack th- Wait, what? Who? Jack? What?
0: Jack? Is it Mick Thayer? I think it is. Is it Jack Mick Thayer, I think he was Jack on. Jack Mick T H A Y. Uh, or is it just Jack
3: Thayer? Well, there's a Jack Thayer, but he died in 1949 on not the, him on the Titanic. It's not, he's The guy who was on 30 Rock. Let's see. 30 he's got a, Rock. Yeah, and
0: he's got a show now. Jack no. Donaghy? Nope. Tracy
3: Morgan. Not Jack Tra- McBrayer. McBrayer. There, there he, that, make, we there, go. McBrayer,
0: that's what it is. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, he's a really, really nice man. It's a McBrayer, yes, Tom. I don't know what the hell. My brain's not working properly. But um, what a nice man. And he started a kid's show for little, little kids because he wanted to try to make kids happy and get them away from all this hate speech.
3: Was it Puppy Dog Pals? Puppy
0: Dog Pals. Cuz
3: he's on that. <clears throat> no, it's, that sounds it's, like it's a not. show for little kids.
0: It's um it's his name is in it. Something with Jack McBrayer. God, Su- he's been Sunshine with Jack McBrayer or something like that. 100
3: billion things.
0: Oh yeah, he's a very nice guy too. Very, very pleasant. Just wants kids to be happy. Doesn't want kids to be, you know, because I'm sure little kids watch their mom and dad having a fit about all these political things. And it probably weighs, without even, you know, knowing or really knowing what's going on, it probably weighs
3: heavy on them, don't you think? Yeah. Was it Hello, Jack, the Kindness Show?
0: Yep, that's it. There we go. Hello, Jack, the Kindness Show. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah, he was on this morning. Just a really, really terrific man. And just he wants people to be happy. That's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, we'll see if he's successful. I guess you're right. So I was told, you know, this guy, this, what is it, FTX? That's the. Yes. The the FTX guy, you know about this guy? Uh huh. So apparently his wife's a furry. Well, she's just like a complete freak. What is her deal? What is. Is he married to her? She's a gross
3: person. I don't think they're married. Oh, you know, they're not married to his girlfriend? No, but she's, like, into all that. She's into S&M. She's in a polycule. What's that? Um, Instead of monogamy, it's polygamy. Okay. So, yeah. Good for you. Yep, she's doing that whole thing. She's got a bunch of posts on there about how she's, like, attracted to men with a lot of power and the strength to carry you away and... That sort of thing. Okay. She's, yeah. She's a messed up person. Did she get a gander of the guy she ended up with? That's a powerful guy, really?
0: He he had a lot of money. That's a form of power. He did have a lot of money. Where'd that all go, do you think? Because somebody told me like up to $500 million is missing or something.
3: You have a feeling I know where it went, but. In his pocket. Well, I mean, he fled to the Bahamas, right? Yes, he so, did. So, you true. Know, Tend to have a lot of money when you flee to the Bahamas. I
0: suppose that's
3: true. I don't know. Even if he just took 50 million with him,
0: he's set for life over yeah, there. 50 million is pretty good. I still don't understand it, Andy. I, I try to understand what Bitcoin is all about. I just don't. There's nothing to back it up, and I understand that federal currency is the same way, mm-hmm. but at least there's organization there a little bit. And when I walk into a store, I can put down a fiver and buy something. Can you walk in with. Well, Bitcoin's all. It was priced way too high anyway. You couldn't use it as
3: currency, could you? It was fourth too much. It depends on if a business takes it or not. Oh, some businesses do, some don't? I would say 99% of them don't. But for a while there, I know like one of the first Bitcoin transactions ever was some guy bought a pizza with some. With with Bitcoin? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's up to the business. If they want to take Bitcoin, they can, but almost none of them do. Was that back a long time ago? That was in the very beginning, yeah.
0: Tom here with my good friend, CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, I was out in Maple Grove the other day, saw your new branch that's under construction. It's looking great.
2: Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year.
0: Well, the way I do math, that's the sixth North American Banking Company, and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six?
2: I used my computer.
0: I don't know. I just I don't understand how this. Well, oh, I know
3: Tim Lammers is an expert on Bitcoin.
0: <laughs> Tim Lammers, you Bitcoin genius. You know what
4: I'm an expert at? I'm an expert at staying away from Bitcoin. Yeah,
3: they you and me both. I'm, be, expert, yeah, bro, I'm
2: pal.
4: not
3: terribly interested. It's it way just too volatile. Like
4: funny money to me. At the very yep. beginning, it's like, okay, this just exists in the ether somewhere, and somehow somebody grabs it out of who knows where and uses it and and you're right andy i think unless a retailer says we accept bitcoin i mean where the hell are you going to use it
0: right yeah you're, 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 it. you're using
4: it to buy something in and, and the, the person you're purchasing who's giving you the goods or whatever is probably hoping and praying that it's the value is going to hold well i clearly hadn't
3: the analogy i use is baseball cards so a baseball card is just ink on a rectangle of paper. It's inherently worthless. And yet, for some reason, some baseball cards are worth thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, And the true. reason they're worth that much is because other people say they are. Like, if, yeah, I, well, if I really, really want this specific baseball card and I'm willing to pay $1,000 for it, then that baseball card is worth $1,000.
4: But at least you have something in your hands. Yeah, to that show for, is it's the It's kind of like art. I mean art is art because somebody else says it is. Yeah, exactly. The right people. And but here it's like okay, I have this uh, this website that tells me it's I know it's more complicated than this, but this website that tells me that I have blah 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 units of bitcoin and that's it.
3: I mean, it's really I not mean, that not... much more complicated to be honest. If there's some yeah. server somewhere that has a number on it and that is your number of bitcoin. Nothing yeah, is I... preventing the owner of that server from just saying, no, it's all mine now. In fact, that's happened many times. These online Bitcoin wallets, they'll have people put their Bitcoin in it, and then they'll just be like, nope, mine now, bye. Yeah, yeah. I want to go back to when I came aboard, uh, you were talking about
4: Jack McBrayer? Yes. Yes. Yep. Oh, you're right, Tom. He is a terrific guy. Nice I, um, man. Nice he's man. He's on Thirty Rock, which I've never seen. People say what, but no, I've never seen Thirty Rock. Uh, but I did interview him for uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Oh yeah, I think right. The first right. Wreck-It Ralph movie, or maybe yep. the second one. I can't remember. But yeah, terrific guy. And uh, from what I'm gathering, is this new program is is really making kids feel good, or whatever. Yep. It's positive, whatever. Yep. And then you also mentioned about. It's funny you talked about how there are deals out there. Like, um, for some odd reason, my daughter, all the started watching Big Little Lies season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Catherine watches it. I don't know if you've watched it or not, but I it's have a terrific, not, no. terrific show. And it, the season two's been out for a while, a few years, but we finally got around to it. And um, in one of the episodes, ironically, because you're talking about this. Um, This kid is so full of anxiety because the teacher's talking about, you know, climate change and all this sort of stuff. And she's a second grader that's coming home thinking the world's going to end because of all this anxiety. Now, yes, climate change is important to talk about. But to a second grader, no, it should be more about the Jack McGrath.
3: No, what the hell are they going to do about climate change? The second graders
4: except for instilling fear, the fear of God or whatever. Yep, that's into what it's them. about. And, and uh, so it's it's funny when I, I came in, I listening, and he's like, wow, this this kind of sounds like the the, uh, the anti of what Jack Breyer is trying to do, mm-hmm. Jack McBrayer, which is great. I mean, I'm glad that he's being positive. You need, but kids need that, you know? Yep. Um, so yeah, it, it is funny because it is real. I mean, this this sort of education is going on in our schools. And again, teach it fine, but teach it to the older kids. Don't, don't frighten younger children. No, I Let agree. Let them be kids. My God.
0: Well, that's the exact point too. Let them be children, leave them alone.
4: You know, and, and, you know, and Andy, obviously, you're, you're being a new parent and Alex, you know, being a parent for a few years, I mean, you're about to ex- experience what Tommy and I went through. <laughs> when our kids were younger yep and uh, you know fortunately neither Tommy or I had to deal with that sort of stuff. I mean I'm sure there were things that worried my kids. I mean there's yeah. no question about it but uh, no 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 it, the the the, uh, the the curriculum has definitely changed now. Uh, as far
3: as the serious things that are being taught in school, Well, I mean, when I was a kid, very
4: young children, you know,
3: when I was a kid, it was, uh, acid rain and the hole in the ozone layer. They went on and on about that when I was a kid. Really? Oh yeah. Like
4: how young, how young,
3: probably as young as, I don't know, fourth, fifth grade. Wow! Yeah, there were the yeah. hole in the ozone layer was gonna, you know, burn the hole yeah. in the earth and kill us all yep. because of uh, hairspray, and then the acid rain was before that, and they were—I don't remember what they said were, was causing acid rain—but they were like, "Oh, you, you're not going to be able to go outside because the acid rain is going to melt your skin off, and all the animals are going to get melted by the acid." Yeah, which isn't even really ever what acid rain was about. It's not literally acid falling from the sky. It's slightly more acidic rain. But, of course, yeah. what I was taught was that, you know, it's going to melt the entire Earth.
4: Well, it sounds like an earlier form of climate change, really. Yeah, it, it
3: was. sure does. It's all
0: climate-related. All climate so why did so. the hole in the ozone seal up?
3: Um, we stopped using CFCs, I think. So it, it
0: actually did work then? Uh, I believe so. Because didn't it put right guard out of business because weren't they in spray cans?
3: Uh, Yeah, a lot of those. Well, I mean, there are new propellants. I think CFC was a propellant. Yes, CFC is a propellant. And there are all sorts of other kinds of propellants that aren't CFCs. So I don't know why it would have been such a big deal for anyone to just switch. Is right guard still around? Let's see here. Right
0: Guard deodorant. I used to right. love Right Guard. It's probably
4: the, the sticks. Yeah, they, they're uh, around.
3: Are they? And they've still got sprays. You can buy they it at do. Walmart.
4: It's, isn't it sad that we go from, uh, is Right Guard still around because of the spray? Much in the way, is Kodak still around because of film? Well, no, Kodak <laughs> is not around. I don't <laughs> or think. the lack thereof. <laughs> you know, is Kodak, did they... Did they um, did they uh, morph into digital, or are they – I don't know, man. Just think about how massive that business was. Oh, it's yeah. Huge.
3: Every time we went on a vacation, we'd buy a bunch of those little uh, cameras that you had to – Yep. You had to turn the wheel every time you took a picture to, oh, like, yeah. switch over mm-hmm. to – And then you had to bring the camera over to a photo place, get your photos printed out. And, of course, the quality was horrible, but that was like, you know – that's how you uh, kept the memories back then. That was the only real way unless you had a whole lot of money to buy something like a, a camera, like a, a video know. camera.
4: Yeah, and, and, you know, the other thing is it's really funny. I mean, when you now it's kind of like you want to find pictures. you got to scramble around plugging in different memory sticks and all that kind of stuff, whereas with the film – oh, we just got the photo albums down in the basement, you know? <laughs> right. And right.
3: it's true. So, I, recently, I recently basically went through all of my devices, put them all on in the same folder in an external hard drive, so I consolidated everything. Years and years' worth of pictures. Yeah. You have to do that every so often because, yeah, otherwise it's like you take all these pictures on your phone, but then you upgrade your phone, and they're gone. <sighs> yeah i
4: know it's it's you got to be careful with them really Mm. you gotta you gotta really be an organized individual which i'm not Mm, but you know (laughs) it takes fortunately my wife is very organized but i'm not so at least i have a backup you know so hey i want to shift it to uh something i heard tommy talking about yesterday uh first of all i'm glad that when i texted you on sunday and said Hey, you got to you got to see Oh yeah. Tulsa King and I'm so glad that you already had seen it. I texted Mike Bryant. I think Mike well, Mike liked it and uh oh, yeah, Sandy, yeah. I believe saw it already too because he was saying, "What? There's only one a week?" And the and the the answer is yes, there is only one a week. Um so hopefully what's today? Tuesday. Yeah, mm-hmm. before before Thursday morning, I actually do have the second episode and I'll give a little preview cuz I'm sure I'm hoping that show holds up, man. Because yeah, I agree. What a terrific show that is! That you you mentioned it yesterday. It was that was made for Stallone. That role is perfect for him.
0: It is. It definitely is. He um, That comes out when on on Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not wild um, about that.
4: Yeah, so, so yeah, it, it's really a, a terrific series for him. And what kind of baffled me, because um, you, you hear about, okay, mobster relocates from New York to, to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I, I thought it was, in, and it comes from Taylor Sheridan. So I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be some serious stuff. Yes. And then when they sent the screeners to me, they said the new comedy Tulsa King. I thought, right. oh, this has got to <laughs> be a misprint. Now, they must have screwed something up. Then I saw another thing. It said, "The new comedy from." T-. I thought, "What that? What are you kidding me?" And and um, I wish I would have thought of this myself, but I, I guess I read somebody else say, "You know what? It's it's a comedy in the vein of like a Get Shorty." All yeah, right, there's some right, serious right. stuff going on. You know, Chili Palmer. You know, he's involved with the mob. He's a he's a a Shylock. You know, he's collecting money on a debt, and um. You know, there's a lot of funny things that happen in that movie. And, you know, it's kind of like here. It's, it's grounded in some serious stuff. You know, I'm sure people are going to die in this show. Did anybody get whacked in that first one? I don't think so.
0: No, nobody got. A couple guys they got
4: talked about out. it. They talked about it because he took the fall for uh, his boss. And yep. I don't know if it was the boss or the kid that whacked somebody. But he took the fall. To, just to explain the show a little bit to people who haven't seen it on Paramount Plus uh Stallone comes out of the joint after 25 years um taking the fall for I, I don't know he's it he could have been the 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 boss or the boss's kid who is now the underboss right and uh never said anything and so he felt like hey you know what you need to take care of me now that I'm out and they said well we are taking care of you we're sending you to Tulsa
0: yeah. He goes, Too, sir.
4: So he shakes down a legal, a legal pot dispensary.
0: Yep. It's legal. and He goes, I'm going to take 20% and then I'll protect you. That was hilarious. Protect me from who? Yeah, protect yeah, protect. <laughs> and that kid, by the way, from, uh, uh, he was in, oh, what the Silicon, hell? Silicon, wasn't he? Silicon Valley, He's, yep.
4: Yeah. He's yeah.
0: really good. He's always good at that really laid back. So... You're going to protect me from myself. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I mean, he's just really good. Yeah. So I mean, so I, it's not
4: like a sitcom comedy, but it no. is really a serious show that's got a lot of humor, and it's just because of it's the the fish out of water situation that he's in. I mean, those that plot can get old, but Stallone is so perfect for it. You know, he says serious things, but they're funny because. He, he's antiquated he he comes from a world that that uh, you know is 25 years old and never never knew anything yes. because he was in prison the whole time and he only read books didn't even know what the hell a smartphone was so well, yeah
0: exactly never even heard you know, of a
4: smartphone yeah so it was it's it's so damn good man i the one thing i think about stallone is that he's always been a terrific actor now, I, I think agree. at one point i agree i think at one point arnold became like a caricature
2: mm-hmm. of
4: himself yep. and that's not to slam arnold I, I i think arnold's terrific too but arnold's just i don't know stallone always took it not to say arnold doesn't take it seriously but stallone really not only he takes it so serious that he's a 76 year old man that looks like he's 56 kind of like yeah, uh, somebody found out in, yep. in the first episode um so uh yeah he's he's uh I I love him in this show, man. I, I, I love everything he does.
0: I agree with you 100%. And by the way, when that woman he's with in the first uh, episode finds out how old he is, she almost has a heart attack. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's interesting about her?
4: Uh, she I looked at her and was like, well, God, who is she? She was in the movie Step Brothers, if you can recall. Oh, she sure, was the, yeah. The therapist for Will Ferrell's character, and he oh, automatically assumed they had a relationship right away. Andrea Savage is her name. I think she's 51. She she's looks really? like she's she looks 20 years younger. Oh, right?
0: I agree. She looks like she's in her mid-30s, for Christ's sake.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a great cast of characters. You got the pot dispensary guy. You got the limo driver. Yeah, he's great,
0: by the way. He's a terrific actor, too.
4: And, and what I think I love about it, Tom, and I was telling my wife about this, he does the sorts of things you expect him to do. It's like the, the African-American gentleman comes back from the car dealership. They wouldn't sell it to me because they yeah. said I looked like a crack dealer. Yes. And he goes... Take me to him. <laughs>
3: Take me to him. Take me to him.
4: And you know what he's going to do. No, I you mean... definitely know what he's going to do. There's no doubt about that. And, and I don't know. I just find such humor in that. It's just so deliberate. And it's like it's predictable. You know what he's going to do, but it's so funny because when he does it, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> he grabbed the phone from the guy or something, wrapped yeah. the cord around his neck and punched him in the throat. I mean, oh, my God. I, I could tell you I, I'm talking too much about what goes on. In the first no, episode, but... it's
0: fine. It was the first episode. It's, hey, look, let me let me put it this way. I, I just When he gets in that taxi cab or, or Uber, it's not a taxi cab, it's an Uber, he gets in. And the young black man behind the wheel who ends up being his driver, because he told him he was going to be his driver, by the way. And he goes, hey, what up, gangster? And he goes, you just called me a gangster?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Not again. Again, not knowing that that became part of the cultural lexicon. Yes, exactly. In the 25 years he was in the joint.
3: Oh, yeah, right. So what you got here is you
4: got that intensity of Taylor Sheridan. And then you got a couple of major principal guys that helped create the Sopranos, not David Chase, but some other people. So you got the sense of humor of the Sopranos and you have the seriousness of the Taylor Sheridan thing. Um, So yeah, man, what a, what a great show. I think, you know, this thing wasn't supposed to come out till January or February of next year, but I think they realized, you know what, we really have something spectacular here and we need to get it out right now. No, you're you absolutely know. right.
0: Has Taylor Sheridan ever made a bad series?
4: Not, not, the, you know, on top of that, he did Hell or High Water. Yeah. Yep. And then he, he did um, Wind River. He's really Jeremy good. With Jeremy Renner. Oh, God. Really yeah, good. Yeah, that guy. And you know what? He started as an actor.
5: I oh, mean, I didn't he's been know a that. lot.
4: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this guy has it all going. And yeah, 1883, uh, no, right? 1883 and yeah. yesterday. Uh A trailer was released for 1923, which is yet another prequel for Yellowstone. Oh. This this one stars Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren.
0: Jesus.
4: And that's coming out later December, I believe.
0: God, TV is so good right now. TV is the best it's ever been, I think.
4: Well, so one other thing I was going to mention. I don't want to talk about it too much because I've been just... Both my wife and I have been buzzing since we saw it last week early. Um, uh, the Fablemans.
0: Oh, I cannot wait to see The Fableman.
4: The first frickin' night you get an opportunity
0: to see it, Tom, you have to see it. I definitely want to see that movie. Definitely.
4: It, it, yeah, and, and again, I, I've already tipped my hand to how I feel about the movie, but everything everybody's saying is true. It is. It is just... I can't say anything. <laughs> just, can't say I'm just anything. saying, go see it. Just go see it. And I will warn you, two and a half hours. I know.
0: Spielberg loves
3: to be two and a half hours. He loves that. So it's well, based on his life.
4: Yeah, but it's not It's not him. And he, I read about that a little bit. Um, he didn't want it to. He thought it'd be too narcissistic if he, you know, if it was, oh, this is the young me. Well, yeah, you know, of course so, it would. What he did basically with it is, um, like Ken Branagh did with uh, Belfast. Right. That was right. A, that was a chronicle of his younger life yep. in, in Belfast. So that's kind of so in an odd sort of way. I mean, I can I compare this to Belfast and you know uh, Super Eight, uh, which is a great you know nineteen seventies set nostalgic mm-hmm. story. J.J. Abrams did that one, but it was about. These young filmmakers, uh, Super Eight filmmakers, and so I kind of compared to those two films. But there's just obviously so much. I did. I looked at the Hollywood versus history, and almost everything is spot on, real. Uh, so this, no question, is a biography, uh, a, a biographical account of Steven Spielberg's life, with the exception of changing the names of the characters. So uh, all I can say is I. I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I avoid trailers as much as possible. I saw a little tiny clip. I thought, well, this, obviously it's, it's going to be nostalgic. So I, that got me interested, but
2: I was completely blown away by what I had seen.
0: And plus the fact I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with
1: you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: okay, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. I cannot wait to see the Fablemans. I, I cannot wait to see episode two of Tulsa King. Um There, you know, you just reminded me you're talking about uh, you know a couple of guys involved with the Sopranos are involved with Tulsa King. Yeah. The humor. Because I went back and watched, I, I have uh, the, the final season, the sixth season, still to go. But I watched from the very beginning of *Sopranos*, and I didn't remember it being as funny as it is. It's very funny.
4: Well, you know, I mean, it, it seems kind of pretentious, but when when I've heard filmmakers say it, but like life, there's comedy and there's drama.
0: Yeah. And yep. I guess
4: yep. it, I guess it's true, isn't it? I mean. You know, it, it, nothing is 100% drudgery. I hope not. And if that's you, I lighten up. You know, I mean, anybody that's out there that's, that's uh, it, or their life is drudgery, they got to find some spark somewhere. But, you know, look, I mean, if you want to portray something honestly, you have to make, you have to involve all the emotions, right? Yep. So, yeah, that's, that's, some filmmakers don't get that. You know, they didn't you, what was it that you saw that, I've heard you talk about, was it Boardwalk Empire that didn't have the sense of humor that The Sopranos did? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and and that's too bad. I'm trying to think. There's been other films that I've seen recently where it's like, come on, crack a joke once in a while. Lighten up, Francis. Well, <laughs> you know? yeah, no,
0: you're absolutely right. Look, the Pine Barrens episode of The Sopranos is terrific. It's a couple of gangsters wandering in the Pine Barrens trying to kill this uh uh, this uh, guy from Eastern Europe, they're going to kill this in of a bitch and all the rest of it. And as they're wandering around, Tony Soprano calls him and Paulie Walnuts answers the phone. And he says to him, you guys be careful out there because that guy has killed 16 Chechens and he's part of the interior. <laughs> and so Paulie hangs up and uh, Christopher asks him, he said what so would he have to say? He goes, I think we got some problems out here. Apparently this guy killed... 16 Czechoslovakians and he's an interior decorator <laughs> <laughs> i started laughing early because i knew where it was going i mean what it's a brilliant so... line, interior decorator and then what does christopher say i can't remember what he goes what interior it? decorator his house looks like shit <laughs> <laughs> oh That's yeah very great funny. writing That's great just writing it.
4: It's all about the writing, isn't it? Um, you know, I, I previewed um, Dead to Me Season 3 is coming oh, that's a good uh, show. this week uh, in prep. I know you like this guy, Tommy. I'm going to talk with James Marsden today. Oh,
0: I love James Marsden.
4: Yeah, and he's in it. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, I mean, yeah, some of the stuff in it is outlandish. And I don't know if you've ever seen Dead to Me. Great series. Yeah, it is. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. So th- Season 3, the final season's coming out and uh I, i'm just kind of marveling at the writing i mean it really just comes down to great writing doesn't it I, I, it's yes i agree and i think that's where streaming has been successful it streaming has kind of given people time to breathe it's given like netflix i know one thing i don't know if it is this way still um because of its financial problems or whatever but i know at first a lot of filmmakers liked to go to netflix because Netflix didn't meddle in there. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, uh, filmmaking by committee, as John Landis once said. That's why John Landis doesn't make movies anymore because yeah. it's filmmaking by committee. There are too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, yep. They won't allow the filmmakers to do what they want to do. And um, so, so that I think by giving you know these filmmakers, these creatives, these writers, producers, directors, whatever, the opportunity to you know. First of all, they're going to give you your eight episodes or 10 or 13 or whatever. You're not sitting there like on, in the network where your head's on the chopping block week one if it doesn't work out. You know, you're, they're, right. they're, I'm sure they're already preoccupied by the fact that, shit, this could last only a week and we're done. You know, so right. so there they're guaranteed to tell at least one season of whatever they want to. And uh, given creative freedom, they don't have people meddling. And, and I think, look, what, look what's happened as a result. I mean, look, now HBO is the same sort of way because they didn't meddle either. And that's how HBO became successful. And I have to recommend a book to you called It's Not TV. That's the spectacular rise, future, no, no, rise, revolution, and future of HBO. I just interviewed the author, one of the authors a couple of weeks ago. But it tells about that sort of creative freedom that uh, HBO gave these these people like David Chase or whatever uh, to do what they wanted to do, and that's why they became successful. They gave them the room to breathe; they didn't meddle, and look what happens—we get great TV.
0: No, it's true. Oh, speaking of TV, a smile is showing up on TV. What tonight, right? On streaming? Yes, streaming.
4: Yes, it is it, actually Paramount Plus, um, because yeah and no nobody knows what the state of things are right now as far as um the pandemic obviously they started streaming things a lot earlier and and you know movie studios are starting to smarten up to the fact that look if we wait 90 days we might lose momentum for a picture so yeah. let's take it let's take it after 45 if not shorter and put it in in our streaming deal, get people that didn't want to come to see the movie in the theaters, which is still in theaters. I think it's the top five. And we can get them to sign up for Paramount Plus and they can see it there. So I think that's a smart thing for them to do to, um, to um, you know, keep the momentum going for the picture.
0: Do you know how long that movie is? Because I can't find a running time for it.
4: Uh let me look that up for you. I'm sure it's pretty short. Don't you think it'd be short?
0: A buck and a half, maybe a buck forty, usually. That's the kind of movie you want to do a uh, I'm and getting half. one one fifty five. Oh, so it's one fifty five, it's almost two hours long. uh we're supposed to have Kyle Gollner on the show this morning, but he never showed up. Well, He's in, is he
4: the um in, in the picture or what?
0: Yeah, Kyle Gallner. it's uh saucy bacon. Uh, oh yeah, Susie Bacon yeah. Bacon and Kyle uh, Gallner and Caitlin Stacy. Uh, yeah, Kyle. Kyle is like the lead guy in it, apparently.
4: Yeah, I missed it in theater, so I uh, I'll have to watch it and, and talk with you guys about it on the queue and, and here as well next week.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, it's got Jesus. It just it looks like it's really good. I don't know. You never know what those movies are, but it's almost two hours long, which. That's a bit long for a – It's not would you consider that a horror film? I suppose you'd have to, I guess.
4: Yeah, yeah. it's billed as a horror mystery thriller, right, right. So yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm curious to see how uh, Sosie Bacon does with it, because obviously now we're talking about second generation. she's got a, quite a pedigree, uh, quite a pedigree there, right? Kevin Bacon and uh, um what's what's her mom? You know um,
0: oh. Uh, oh, Jesus. Kira Sedgwick. Kira Sedgwick, of course, absolutely.
4: My head's too stuffed with actor names. Sometimes it doesn't come out right away. So, yeah, yeah. It's a good stuff out though right now. Um, but so, yeah, really, I, I, I uh, Dead to Me, season three, that's just, it, it mm-hmm. holds up to the first two seasons. Uh, you know, you got Tulsa King, This year, of course, on Paramount Plus, we had The Offer. I mean, uh, The Old Man. Just thinking of all these shows off the top of my head, they're just all terrific shows, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, TV is so good now. It's unbelievable. It's amazing.
4: Yeah, so, you know, if if movies can learn from that, it's kind of like hands off, hands off. That's why Spielberg. Spielberg has the clout to do what he wants to do. And what happens? Most everything he does is pretty damn good. You know, yeah, he has a little slip ups here and there and the films might not do as good a box office, but they're still good movies. You know, you can't judge a movie by its box office take. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: I like it, Pally. Anything else coming up I should keep an eye on?
4: Well, I guess, like I say, I'm I'm overhyping already the Fablemans for next week. Yeah, but that looks Uh,
0: really good, man.
4: But this week, uh, I'm actually going, there's two big movies coming out on streaming. Um, One is with James Marsden, Amy Adams, Disenchanted, the long-awaited sequel to Enchanted, which is coming out on Disney Plus Friday. And then on Apple TV Plus Thursday, no, also Friday, excuse me, is uh, Spirited with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. It's like they got all the big stars going to streaming, straight to streaming, don't they?
0: Ryan Reynolds is damn good, isn't he?
4: Yeah, he is. How how do you feel about Will Ferrell?
0: Not a big fan. Too silly for me.
4: Yeah, I you know, I I I tend to like most everything he does.
2: Yeah, I understand.
4: But uh you know, this this looks interesting and it's a holiday. It's a take off of uh, Christmas Carol basically, so Oh yeah. So, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm awaiting my screeners for those so I can talk about them with you guys on the queue on uh, Thursday. Otherwise, we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk a little bit more about Tulsa King after I catch that second episode.
0: Yeah, that, and you said that's Sunday night. Or is it 2 a.m. on Sunday?
4: Yeah, 2 a.m. Sunday. Yeah,
0: that's what they do now, which is pretty cool, don't you think? So,
4: you can, you can wake up and watch Tulsa King and eat breakfast.
0: Yeah, good idea. Wake <laughs> Catherine up. By... Although I, I got those earbuds so it all works out. I can watch movies at like 3 o'clock in the morning if I wake up in the middle of the night.
4: Oh, God. I have... How many times have I woken up in the middle of the night? My wife is sitting she, we don't. She doesn't have the iPad now. Now she just watches everything on her phone. But when we got the iPad, when that came out, you know, it's like, what the hell are you doing? It's 4 in the morning and you're watching something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're not not wild about that idea?
4: I, uh, you know, I she can do whatever the hell she wants. I just that if I wake up, then I have a hard time getting back to sleep. So once in a while, it's like, well, what was that noise? Oh, she's watching episode blah 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 of this on Netflix or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so no, no. I, I again, if if you can't sleep, man, do whatever you have to do to pass the time.
0: It's going to be so weird because as I move on. I'll probably end up doing a morning show, but I I literally told him, hey, forget this 6 to 9 thing. I'll do 7 to 10.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good to me.
0: Just to be able to sleep until, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. How wonderful. Sleep till 6, get up, take a shower, get out of the house by 6.30. You get there by about uh, quarter to 7, you hit the air 15 minutes later. What's wrong with that?
4: Yeah, yeah. Gay man, get as much sleep as you can. I mean, right now my big issue I, I'm usually awakened by the little puppy at about 5 in the morning. Oh, Yeah, they'll so, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of is, okay, I'm screwed. I might as well say get the coffee on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I have no damn good reason to be awake at 5. Well, but, yeah, they'll, uh, they'll
3: wake you up at 5 a.m. because, you know, they need to go outside or whatever. And then about 45 minutes later, they're sleeping again. But you're not.
4: Well, I'm looking at him right now, and he's sacked out. It's
3: like, little bastard. (laughs) They they sleep
4: like 18
3: hours a day or something. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. He's getting a little older.
4: He's about seven months old now.
3: He's still a lot Uh, of sleep, though.
4: Yeah, yeah. Still sleeps a lot. And uh, again, here I am. I've been awake since five, thanks to him. Mm
3: -hmm. What are you going to do? What the hell are you going to do? Everyone thinks puppies are going to be very fun until they get one. And they're a (laughs) lot of work. Puppies and kids. Mm, well puppies and kids. Ethan sometimes sleeps until ten o'clock. Really? Oh, oh yeah. man,
4: you're lucky then. He's a Holy good smokes. sleeper. Uh well wait till you add another one.
3: Mm, yeah, that's what they say. One's a good sleeper and then the next isn't.
4: Yeah, there you go. Cool. Then it'll be revenge.
3: No, his problem it'll he just turned up, yeah. he just turned one last week, and now uh-huh. his issue is that food is no longer food. It's a toy because he can feed the dog with it. <laughs> oh, God, so yes. the dog has gained two pounds, and she's not a big dog. She's 23 pounds now. He literally, he'll just take the food off his plate and hold it over to Daisy, and she'll eat it, and he'll laugh because oh, it's God, super man. funny. And then he'll do it again and again, and he just won't eat. Oh, man. Puppies Ethan. don't do that. Puppies will eat. Yeah, puppies yeah. will eat. You're right
0: about that, and no question oh, about Well, believe me, I might.
4: Well, and chew on things. Holy God, the things that this this guy has chewed on. It's literally everything. everything. He, yep. And he's 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 a basset, but he's a longer legged basset, so he can actually jump up and put his paws on the counter. No, oh, yeah. Which is something the previous ones couldn't do. Yep. So that's a whole new deal to contend with. Why is that food dish on the floor? What? What? You know, it's like, oh, God.
0: Hmm.
4: Hey, man, I love them, though. There they're you the go. lights of my life. What What can I say? And my children.
0: Yeah, well, you threw in the kids at the end. That's mm-hmm. nice of you.
4: Dog's first children. No, they're, they're grown up. They're not <laughs> cute
0: anymore, you know. Really
4: yeah, they're not nice. cute anymore. How
0: old is your youngest?
4: My youngest kid? Yeah. Uh, she's going to be 18 pretty quick.
3: Oh yeah. So you are going to be an empty nester pretty soon, huh?
2: Man.
4: Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know, man. My, my oldest is going to be 30 this year. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So 12 years spread. Uh, It's pretty good. Right now, right now I have three under twenties and one who's going to be 18.
3: Yeah.
4: Oh yeah. I've been hearing about the empty nest thing, but you know, then when they're adults, you know, you just can't say, Oh, go ahead. I'm not going to worry about you doesn't work that That's way
3: true. oh yeah they're i mean either alex or i are at my mom and dad's house like probably four days a week so see the nest isn't I mean, really it, that empty
4: yeah yeah i know it's 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 i'm glad i mean my child i have good, good relationship with all my children so yes they're they're over here quite a bit and stuff too so and, and one's in school so he's living there but um yeah, I, I, look, I'm not looking forward to the empty house. I really ain't. Yeah. I, I ain't.
0: Yep. I, I ain't.
4: No, I ain't.
2: There you no, go. No, I am
4: not. Yeah, yeah, so, but that's why we got the puppies, right, to keep us keep us busy?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. What yep, else? no doubt about it. All right, Pally, so we'll have you on Thursday morning on the queue, huh?
4: Indeed, indeed, Tommy. Just you two today, huh?
0: Yeah, Catherine is uh, taking care of the getting the last bits of furniture out of her father's apartment, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Alex is uh, is out of town. So, and then Ralph is uh, he's in surgery.
4: Oh my gosh, he's performing oh, he's, surgery. He's doing the surgery. Yeah, he's
0: performing the surgery, yes. not okay. having. Okay.
4: Hey, you know what? Also, also, I, I have to um, uh, give you my condolences for your friend Andy. Oh, um, yep. I didn't get an opportunity yet, but uh, yeah, I'm so sorry to hear that, man.
0: Honestly, God, Timmy, October fifteenth, twenty twenty, my brother died, and since then,
3: twenty six other people I know have died. Oh my it's like, gosh, what the hell? Yeah, it's fun getting to the life stage where relatives start dying.
5: Because well, yeah. before
3: him, I think it was basically. Well, wait, Grandma died. Two years ago. Yeah, so around the same time, your mom died quite a while ago, though. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Yeah. So she was the first one, but then yeah, there was a long yeah. period where no one died. I don't think. And now all of a sudden, everyone's dying. Everyone's tipping uh, over. That's how it goes, though. You hit a certain age, and you know. I, how how I old was your your buddy Andy? Seventy-one. He was seventy. Yeah. Seventy. So oh, he was seventy. Yeah. Exactly.
4: I mean, that's that's so effed up. He had a that.
3: rough life, though. He did. Oh, man.
4: You know, 71, though. Come on. I, I mean, know. it's, it's you know, my I lost my mom when she was 65. Oh, God. Yeah,
3: that's pretty. And, pretty uh,
4: bad. you know, you, you think it's 65. I mean, I was happy. I was in my early 30s when she died. 31, just turned 32. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, y- your perception changes. You know, when you're little, you know you think seventy. Oh, that's old. No, actually, it's not. Sixty-five is not old. Um, So yeah, it it sucks. sucks, That's another one of those deals
0: in my life that was so weird. I found out my mother died from Vince Flynn. He sent me an email that said, "I'm sorry to hear you lost your mother," because nobody had told. No, it was Vince Flynn that told me. Oh, Fitz is the one that came over to the house after he found out. Oh, okay. Uh, because I was out of town and he was out of town as well, but so Vince Flynn told me my mother had died, and then like two years later Vince Flynn died. It's like uh, what the yep. hell? And he was not old. He was forty-four, I think. Forty-four. Let's see here. Well, I think he was not much old. If he's older than forty-four, it's not much. I can guarantee. Forty-seven. You. Oh, he's forty. He got to forty-seven.
3: Yeah, which it's not you know. That's not exactly
0: elderly, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean, a man with all that talent and all that wonderful stuff in life, and there it just, I Jesus, know.
3: it's so sad. All the money in the world can't save you from certain things. Let's lighten all, it up. Well,
0: you
4: can't, what's that? All the Bitcoin in the world. How about that? All the Bitcoin in the world can't save
3: anybody's ass. Yeah, apparently that's true. Maybe they'll <laughs> discover that Bitcoin is the cure for cancer somehow.
0: Okay, we got one more minute, so I'm going to give you an educational deal. This is why Uncle Tommy has never vacationed in Mexico.
3: Oh, never. I will never, ever. Beachgoers
0: at a popular Mexican resort town were subjected to a stark reminder of Mexican cartel violence when three dead bodies of tortured individuals washed up on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) They're on the beach hanging on three dead bodies. Those cartels. Hell hell no. That's uh, some dangerous territory, baby. Uh, one of the bodies was tied to a cement anchor on one hand and one foot, while another body was lying face up in the sand. That's a pretty crappy <laughs> cement anchor. It really is a bad anchor. It was it really
3: was. no If question. he's washing up on shore, it's like a one-inch ball of cement. Exactly. Good enough. I guess so.
4: Great vacation memories, huh? Yeah. Hey, let's go back
0: there. What a wonderful... See, now, after fun in Acapulco, when I was a little, little boy, and Elvis went, I went, oh, I want to go to Acapulco sometime. (laughs) Then I realized, no, I don't want to go to Acapulco ever. No, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Timmy, we'll talk to you Thursday, pally.
4: All right, Tommy, talk Thursday. Andy, have a great week.
0: You too. Thanks a lot, Tim Lammers, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt will join us in a couple
3: of minutes, correct, Andy? Yes, uh, but first, Wendy wants to extend her condolences for Andy Fisher. Oh, that's very, very Mm -hmm. sweet. Thank you. And we
0: are back with stretches picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick?
5: I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning.
0: What? It's not a football team.
5: Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which
4: means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to
0: keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. Oh, Kristen's ready already? It's 11.30. 30. Oh, my God, it is 11.30. 30. It jumped right in there. Um, I, uh, Kristen Bird, how are you?
5: I'm great. How are you?
0: Marvelous. We were just talking to Timmy Lammers about some great new television. Television is so good, Kristen. It's amazing.
5: It is so good. And the landscape is changing so rapidly um, because I, I cover mostly TV now. And so it's been really interesting. Watching um, how a couple of TV shows like Dancing with the Stars obviously has moved to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Days of Our Lives moved from NBC to Peacock. And I've had to cover both shows extensively over the last few months. And it's really interesting talking to the actors saying it was the best move for them even – Because their shows are now supported in a way that the networks could no longer do. Because the networks are so focused in on advertising dollars and everything else. And when there's a subscription base, there's just more promotional support. The executives are more involved. They are excited about the show. They're thinking about different ways of how they can promote it. So it's really interesting how it's even changing the focus for the actors on set. It just completely changes the atmosphere for them.
0: Yeah, it's very, very true. Honestly, guy, we're just talking. We're talking to Timmy about all the great things that are going on television. Uh, we got to jump right into it because we did cover it quite a bit with with Timmy. But I want to get your take. Have you seen Tulsa King yet? I have not. You know that's Sylvester Stallone's new deal.
5: Yes, and okay. he's been everywhere. He also has a reality show coming on top of this.
0: Oh, he does? What's it? What? Well, I'm glad I brought it up then because yes. I didn't know that. What, what's that all about? Yes.
5: So this is really interesting. So Sylvester Stallone has three daughters, the, the Stallone daughters. I mean, they are Stallone sisters. I think they call them. They are beautiful. They're gorgeous. But I think they also want to get into the industry. And um, so this was a way to kind of give them a leg up. And he and his wife, And Sylvester Stallone, uh, all together, are doing a family reality show, kind of like the Kardashians. But while they were filming was when he and Jennifer decided to break up and get back together. What? Now, yes. So some people will say, oh, did they do it as a publicity stunt, the whole split and everything else? But it was pretty public. I don't think that they intended for this to be covered by the reality show. The, The timing just was a little crazy. So it's going to be really interesting because he's kind of making a really nice comeback on the acting side. But Mm -hmm. then he's going to be a reality star on the flip side.
0: That is so weird that he's going to be do a reality show.
5: But he's doing it to like make his daughters like superstars.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
5: And he's been fighting for um, a piece of the, the Rocky legacy. Because uh, he doesn't have as many points as the, the original producer. And he's been fighting him. Oh, really? And I think he's trying to make sure that his daughters are, like, uber wealthy when he's no longer here.
0: Uber wealthy good. It's really a
5: fascinating good. story. Like, the behind-the-scenes stuff of what's happening with the Stallones, really interesting, honestly.
0: The one, doesn't he live in Florida now?
5: He does. He has a big home in Florida um, he sold his Los Angeles house to Adele, so Adele lives there now. Oh, okay. and um, he bought a smaller home here in the LA area. Oh, he
3: did.
0: Okay,
5: but he does. Yeah, he does have something small. I mean, which is still very, very large. I was going to say small,
3: um, meaning what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 15,000 well, square let, feet? Like,
5: let's put it this way. I cover a lot of celebrity real estate. So, like, he, he let's say he went from, like, a $20 million home to, like, an $11 million home. Here if we go. Palm Beach property. Living.
0: So he lives in Pom, on Palm Beach. He lives on Palm Beach Island, yeah. Uh,
3: yeah,
0: yeah, I'm
5: looking so has, at I'm it. Talking I am not about his, his, uh, I'm talking about his Los Angeles properties. And then, of course, he has... His Florida property. Well, his
3: Florida property. Um, well, let's. It's like if you took the bars property, no one knows what I'm talking about but Dad. If you took the bars property, plopped it on Palm Beach Island, and replaced most of the land with pools. Pools? A lot of pools, yes. How many it, pools do you got? Well, he's got one that goes into the ocean, it looks like. Okay. I don't think literally, because I don't think you're allowed to do that. But then he's got another one that, like, goes into the entrance of the house. Like, almost like in Washington, D.C., where it, like, goes into the the Capitol. He has, like, he's got that going on with his house. Um, It looks like he's got another one in the back. He's right on the ocean, by the way. Of course. So what the hell do you need all these pools for? Uh, Because you...
5: No, I, you know, and then I'm always like, well, it's because they don't want salt water, but everyone has a salt water pool now these days. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's exactly
0: right, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's a very good point. Very, very good point. But yeah, he's, we see him once in a while. He's that, he hangs out at one of the restaurants we go to when we're down there. And
3: oh, that's right. Yeah. He goes over to uh breakers, right? He does.
0: Yep. He hangs out over there yeah. quite a bit. And then
2: Alex How ran it. fancy.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a very fancy guy. Oh, It's yeah, a no $35 million property in Palm Beach. That's not, that's not bad. Yeah, Words. pretty good. But his, you said he has a property where? L A. In Los Angeles. In L A. Let's see. Oh, Andy's looking up all of his properties now.
0: There yeah.
5: you go. And to be able to see, like he he sold his house, his his larger home to Adele.
3: He sold that for Adele fifty-eight was... million. Oh
5: Jesus! Yeah. And
3: he bought an eighteen million house in Hidden Hills.
5: There you go. And Hidden Hills again. See, this is interesting. This is where the Kardashians live. Um, And that's where a lot of celebrities are moving because it is a gated neighborhood and a huge gated community, but it's also an equestrian property, so you can keep your horse on your property. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's beautiful in there. And what's so funny about it, because people move to it because it's gated and it's private – but at the same time you're required to have these specific signs in front of your house so it'll say like the bernards live here <laughs> you have a oh, sign God. so it's like private but not private which is really strange
0: yeah that's bizarre <laughs> no question yeah now this next question i have for you i got it it kind of pains me to ask you this question because i've talked to the man several times never met him in person but i've i've talked to him on the phone about 20 times is jay leno going to be all right oh yeah
5: um that that was a very serious serious accident. He's
0: such a nice um, man. It's just I hope he's going to be okay.
5: He's from my hometown.
0: Really? I didn't know that.
5: Yeah. yeah, we're both from Andover, Mass, and his family had a home. I want to say it was probably about a mile down the road from where I grew up. And even when he was on the Tonight Show, even in the early days of like when he was filling in for Johnny Carson as yeah. kind of like the perfect guest host, his parents still had back. And I don't think people do this anymore, but they would, you know, you'd put your last name on the mailbox. So it said Leno. Oh you'd God. you always know it was their home. Um, they were so proud of him and he came and did a couple of local shows and I, I've seen him. His stand up was always really good. And um, yeah, he, he used to come back to Andover all of the time. Like a big local hero.
0: So what blew up in his face? I mean, I heard his face got severely burned.
3: Yeah,
0: and
5: it, it, I believe it was like a 1907 or yeah, Those old cars,
3: yeah, they didn't before. have any of those safety valves or anything. So, oh, God. If you, like, uncapped the wrong thing. Out,
5: had to, like, smother the fire. Right, so it cut right. In state. And I will tell you, I've, I've actually had two serious second-degree burns, two separate incidents. Really? Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Like... Both like flukes, and I have always said because I if something's too hot, I have like a sort of a PTSD reaction yeah. when I get.
3: Oh like, yeah! Turned. Oh like, yeah! I know what, what you mean. Gorgeous. Yeah.
5: And so I, I have to say, I've always said. Second-degree burns are so painful, I cannot imagine what a third-degree burn is like. Oh, because, and the recovery, even for a second-degree burn, which eventually turns out to be no scarring, you're okay, you're fine, oh, okay. Um, it takes a full year to recover. <clears throat> so
3: so third-degree burns actually aren't as painful as second. First are the bad ones. Uh, no, second is the worst. Oh is it Oh,
5: so I'm getting all the worst ones. Well, I just am always thinking, is it the third do you just go into so much shock that you're not feeling the pain?
3: Uh it's more that your nerves get burned away so there's nothing to hurt.
5: So yeah. no wonder I have PTSD. I've had two horrible second-degree second burns. Second-degree
3: burns are the most painful because it will it singes your nerves but doesn't destroy them. So it's – yeah. Yeah. About as painful as it gets. Whereas third-degree, it's you know still doesn't feel good. Right. But it's not as painful as second because the nerves are destroyed. So oh, there you sense. go. I
5: had one in my hand and then I had a waitress accidentally spill. You know like those catering trays when they put the hot water in the oh, bottom yeah. and then it's the crap in the top? She spilled one of those. Ow. all over my crotch
3: <laughs>
5: my thighs and then went down to my feet and I went into shock and I was I was at a work event and this was our last day we had been in Dallas for a month I'd been doing a show and I started to pull off my pants in the middle of the bar I'm not realizing and my co-host like picked me up and like threw me in the woman's room and then the waitress just so everyone knows, the waitress came in who did it. She felt horrible. It was a total accident. She started trying to put ice on my burns, which is the worst oh thing. Not a second-degree burn? Ew. No, you don't do that. Yeah, and it started – my foot started bubbling up. It was a mess. Yep. And then Yeah, it was a mess. And then I had to, like, fly home with burns back to L.A. It was terrible.
3: So, yeah, fun stuff.
5: Yep. One You're thing not. that
3: confuses me – so Jay Leno, his only official statement was basically that he needs a couple of weeks – to get back on his feet which suggests it's first or second degree Uh,
5: well to me that would only be first degree because second degree if it's on because my second degree burns took in top in terms of like the bubbling and the scarring um and the scabs (laughs) that took a solid like three months yeah and then um so it's on his face that seems strange um and then in terms of like fully healing from second degree it's a year so that to me would be a first degree but they're saying that he's in serious condition
3: yeah Yeah. and some people are saying he's got third degree burns it doesn't all add up so i think we need to wait for more information yeah
5: i mean i've got to imagine that i mean because tmz was reporting like his friend saved his life by smothering the fire and Mm -hmm. then he could have lost his life had he not acted quickly really
2: Mm mm-hmm
3: well, the good thing about third-degree burns is they don't kill you right away. They kill you when you get an infection weeks later.
5: Infection, yeah.
3: So that's what we have to worry about, but really. You have
5: to be so careful, and you have to keep the wound. This is so gross. You have to keep the wounds wet. You don't want them to harden over, especially yeah. if it's over yep. like any type of joint, because you lose movement. And, um, I mean, my boyfriend at the time had to, like, scrub my wounds. I couldn't even look at them because they were disgusting. Yeah, oozy. you got to debride
3: those wounds, and that does not feel good.
5: It feels horrific. Mm-hmm. I wish it on nobody.
3: One of my favorite Jay
0: Leno stories that he ever told me, and he, I think he, he told it on TV once as well, or maybe a couple times, but when he first appeared on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson as a stand-up comedian, not as the host or stand-in host or anything, he was a comedian, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he calls his parents. Now, this is an Andover, Massachusetts story if there ever was one. He says, Mom and Dad, you gotta tune in tonight because I'm gonna be on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. They said, Oh my god, you get on you're on with Johnny Carson? You're gonna be on with Johnny Carson? They said, Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be on tonight. So Tuesday night he's go he goes on the tonight show with Johnny Carson. Thursday he gets a call from his father and he goes, Jay, I gotta ask you a question. I watched Tuesday night, you were on the show, it was fantastic. I tuned in last night, you weren't there. What happened? You get fired? (laughs) <laughs> his old man thought he was going to be on permanent and he ended up being on permanently. Cause he ended up uh, replacing Johnny Carson. So there you go.
5: And yeah, one of the biggest late night wars, like you can ever imagine with the uh, T and Dave and, yeah. and Johnny was retiring. I mean, there was, that's really fascinating Hollywood history.
0: It's really sad is though none of those shows get any ratings anymore
5: none i remember just especially like maybe late my late high school years like early college years it was such a thing to like be home in time to watch oh yeah dave letterman or johnny carson or yeah it's so sad
0: is david letterman as big a dink as he seems
5: <laughs> he seems really curmudgeonly <laughs> he does
0: is he that bad you know him at all
5: I have heard he's very prickly. I've never interviewed him, but I've heard he's very prickly. Um, And, you know, that whole... Do you remember when he had an affair with one of his staff members and then he got blackmailed? I remember that, And then he announced it on the air and then everyone was, like, thinking it was a joke and everyone's, like, laughing awkwardly. I think had that happened in, like, 2000... You know, 22, 2017, it would have been such a different situation of of that outcome because... You know, he admitted to it, and he said, I'm sorry, and then moved on, and that was that. But now he probably would have lost his job. The, you know, the network would be like, we can't have this. This is sexual harassment. This opens up lawsuits. So interesting.
2: Yeah,
0: it is. I mean, it, that whole deal. I think the highest rated uh, late-night talk show now has about 1.2 million viewers. And I can't even remember which one that is, but I mean, back in the, obviously back in the day, you were only talking four TV networks. There was no streaming, so I mean, for a show to to, to garner ten, fifteen, twenty million viewers was not that big a deal because there was nothing else to watch, you know.
5: There was nothing else to watch, and then I mean, a lot of that was like it. You'd watch the the late night shows, and then there'd be no TV after that until the news in the morning. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that's just exactly. don't realize
5: it. that we have twenty four seven TV now that didn't exist before.
0: No, You're didn't.
3: absolutely correct. I just uh, let's you know. see. Uh, Gottfeld exclamation mark beat every late night TV show at two point five million viewers.
0: He had two and a half million, and he beat, and beat every. Beat them one all. Of them. Yep. I think the highest rated one, literally, is like one point two, maybe one point five million,
3: but that's about it. They're still doing the key demo, and God, Gutfeld, two point five million, four point four in the key demo, point four. It's not a key demo anymore. I don't know what why. are they talking about. The I key don't know, demo. know why advertisers are so
5: focused on eighteen to forty-nine when anyone thirty and under is barely. I mean, they're not subscribing to cable. Let's no. start right there. No. And then, yeah, and I mean, a lot of them don't have TVs. They watch on their smartphones. They watch on their laptops or tablets. It's it's insane that we were still so focused on that key demo.
0: Well, I've been told by people who would know this. I can't reveal who told me this but uh, because they're involved in the business, so I can't really reveal it. But he said basically that uh, that talk shows on television and radio and all the rest of it maybe have three years left, and that's about it. He said mm. nobody under 40 watches or listens to that.
3: They well, just don't. Um, Colbert. Uh, let's see. 82% of his audience is not in the key demo. Yeah, there you go. So they're all over 54. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's not surprising at all.
0: Now, they have all the money. That's the, pr- the problem with that whole argument is those people over 55 years old have all the money. And so why you didn't – why didn't they – well, this is something you might know, uh, Kristen. Why didn't they move that demo up to like 35 to 64? Great question. It's it was really stupid to do that because they have all the money.
5: Do you want me to tell you, ageism, ageism, and oh, it it's is, like isn't it? it's so funny to me that you know we have worked so hard to you know work on like anti racism and you know LGBTQ plus inclusivity, all of this. We work on all of this, and you know we sit there and we talk about this. Sexism, another thing that has been focused on. Ageism is like the last thing that people are focused in on, and I'm like, your demo, you're completely missing out on where the spending dollars are. Yes, who is still subscribing to cable? It and it's we start. We're now starting to hear like a lot of female actresses talk about ageism, just in Hollywood in general. Sure, sure, Um, and, and it's great that they are because honestly. It's gross. It's like, you know, it used to be like 40 year olds. Now it's like 50 year olds. But, you know, it's, a, it's one of those things. It is a privilege to age. You are so lucky if you get to reach 50, 60, 70, 80, especially after the last two years where a lot of people died yeah. because of the pandemic.
2: Yep.
5: But we're very young. And, and I just sit there and think, like, I can't believe that we're sitting there thinking being old is bad.
0: It's just stupid. Andy, would you look up and see who holds most? I, I would say it's now basically going to be forty-five to seventy.
5: If the um, Boomer generation definitely holds the wealth, just on the way the economy has yes. gone yep. and everything. And then Gen X would probably follow right behind that. But once the Boomer generation is gone, it could be—I mean, it's going to look a lot different.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think
3: there's any question about that. It's just, oh God. Let's see, 35 to 44. The average net worth is 436 thousand. Okay. Uh, ten years later, it's 833 thousand. Almost double. Ten years later, it is 1.2 million. Almost triple. So it is triple. Yeah. What
0: and what? What's that demo? 55 to 64. Fifty five and sixty four to seventy, I bet you is sixty five
3: to seventy four is one point two million. So it actually it only goes up a tiny bit, but it does go up. But it still goes up. But the richest demo mm-hmm. by far is fifty five to seventy five. Yeah. Over that mm-hmm. it starts going down because
0: people retire. Because people retire. But why are you not going after the fifty five to seventy five demo? They have all the money. We
5: have all the money. It's mm-hmm. just stupid. And- they're the ones watching the ads because I'm like, I, I'm telling you right now, there's not an 18-year-old that's sitting down watching a commercial right now. Oh, no. God, no.
3: Oh, no, no, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. Average net worth no, of someone right. under 35 is $76,000. That's mm-hmm. the net worth? The net worth of someone under 35, yeah. So yeah. that 25 well, to 35 um, is worthless. Worthless.
5: And then, you know, think about it. Think about how many um, student loans a lot of these Well,
3: yeah, that's the thing is they're paying. Oh, yeah. They're spending yeah. all their money on student loans and rent.
5: Yeah. And so, you know, I know that the whole student loan forgiveness program was like so controversial. I'm like $10,000 for some people that have $100,000, $100,000 loan. It's going to be nothing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I just was like, if that helps them out a little bit, that's great. I, I just don't, you know, it's just one of those things. Because I'm like, people are not understanding that their student loans, people come out of medical school with hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah.
3: 300,000 yeah, I think is the average. People. Three hundred thousand dollars in debt. Let's see, average Jesus. medical student debt. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's only two hundred thousand.
5: But that's a huge. Can you imagine having two hundred thousand dollars? A lot of money. And then you have a mortgage on top of that. What yeah. if you have credit card debt? I mean, that stresses me out. It makes me want to break out in hives just thinking
2: about <laughs> yep. Yeah,
3: two hundred thousand dollars. That's a house's. Well, in some places, if- it's a house's worth of money.
5: Higher education is so elitist and so expensive. And, yeah, it is. You know, even though college isn't for everyone, we've all been sold this dream of like you're supposed to go to college and get a degree and like that will make get you a good job and it'll get you a house and it doesn't necessarily work that way anymore. Because all of a sudden you graduate from college, your dream college with let's say hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. It's not affordable to buy a house. What do people do?
0: I don't know. I, I I'm telling you, I don't know. The, the other thing about that is, is that that you walk along, and I'm still trying to. man Andy, maybe you can help me a lot with this because I'm talking about people in their twenties now, basically.
3: Those young kids, I don't know anything about what they're doing. Yeah, I know. Twenty to with their TikToks and their Instagrams.
0: I don't know. Twenty to twenty nine. They will not make eye contact with you. They don't want to say hello. They don't even acknowledge that you exist.
3: Because you're an old white man. What
0: happened? They've
3: been taught to hate you.
0: Oh, so they, they hate my guts. Is that it? Because I'm an
3: older white man? I believe so.
5: White men had a great run. It's over. Oh, <laughs> well,
0: that's nice, Chris. Boy, look at the time.
5: <laughs> you had a great run. It's our turn. <laughs> oh, our
3: turn? Is it our turn? No, I don't know no, if white okay. women are uh, going to be spared either. Yeah, probably not.
5: Uh, well, we're all Karens, so.
3: Exactly. There you go. You've already been branded. You got the Scarlet K.
5: Although so, I'm not a Karen, so I
3: know that. I'll be the judge oh, of yeah, that. Yeah, you're not, you're, you're not allowed to. It's like saying that you're cool. You're not allowed <laughs> to do. Other people have to call you cool. Exactly. Way to go, Kristen.
0: Well,
5: well I'm not the one, and I, I will be very honest, even if I'm having a terrible customer service experience, I am not the one to blame it on the minimum oh, wage yeah, I worker. never do that. I never do that calm right. i go i know this is not you how can we fix this and mm-hmm. you know what See, the thing is if you don't get mad and you're calm and you're kind about it you get solutions so quickly or you get a phone call and it gets taken up the chain and it gets resolved very very fast and probably in way better ways than you ever expected i've had that i've gotten upgraded on planes because of it i've gotten hotel really nice hotel suites because of it because you're just nice and you smile and you're like, I totally get it. I was like, we all have days like this.
0: Mm-hmm. So you have to fake being nice. Is that what you do? Is that no, what I
5: don't. I, because you know what? I've worked in customer service jobs and they're so hard <laughs> and people are so mean. And why? I try to approach it from a, a place of empathy and it gets you really far.
0: I don't understand why people are so mean right now. I, I don't get it. Why are people so mean right now?
5: I think I'm not saying, I just think life is really tough. I think that the pandemic, lockdown wasn't great yeah, for a lot that's of true. mental Good health. Point. Good I point. think that we now have a political scene that is just vicious and gross. And now people think that they can say whatever the heck they want. And I get it, you know, free speech, yeah, you can say whatever you want, but mm-hmm. why are you doing it? To other people and cutting them down. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not like you're at home talking with your spouse and we're like blah 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 blah. It's just it's the negativity, it's the rudeness, Um, and you know, money's tight for so many people. Inflation has got people going crazy. Yeah. Gas prices. There's a lot. There's so much going on, and um, I don't know. (laughs) They're they're acting out in ways. I just feel like ten years from now, when we're hopefully away from this pandemic, we will see the true effects of what happened.
0: That would be nice. There's no question about, it. oh, I need you to do me a favor. You have my email address, right?
5: I don't think so. I have your, but I can text you and get, yeah, you dirt, text. right?
0: Okay. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> would you, would you, when you get, uh, when you get, or you can just text it over, actually. You don't need to even email me. You just text it over. Uh-huh. What is your Monday through Friday early morning uh, Do you really get up at five o'clock in the morning? Is that true?
5: I do. I do. Why I'm, do you get up so early? <laughs> I was out, um, I am, and I'm one of those really obnoxious morning, early morning risers. It's genetic. My dad does it. My grandmother did it. So I know who I inherited it from. I mean, I was out last night. I went to Dancing with the Stars last night, and then I went out with some of the cast members. Mm-hmm. I, like, rolled in at 1230. I was still up at 5, yeah. got up, worked out. Here I am. It's just, But I don't I don't sleep in because of that. I'll take a nap probably this afternoon to, like, compensate. However, um, that's the way this all rolls.
0: Well, i got to <laughs> find out ride. when you're available after 5 a.m. your time uh, in okay. the future. I just want to know when you're available. Just let me know. Think it over. Uh, so it wouldn't be a stressful deal or whatever. I just, cause I want to have fun and all the rest of it. But yeah, if you could do that, just text me over your availability after 5am California time, Monday through Friday.
5: Monday through Friday.
0: <laughs> yes. I needed all the information.
5: Oh, that's a lot of information. That's literally—I know what I'm already going
0: to say. <laughs> none, none of my business. That's what you're going to say. No,
5: I'm going to say I'm flexible.
0: <laughs> uh, well, yes, I'm flexible. Though. So you yeah, didn't. yeah, There you go. All right, because yeah, I'm just, uh, just—I'm starting to put together my future here and what I'm going to do and all the rest of it and. You know what I'm saying. How are you
5: feeling in the countdown? Honestly, do you feel a little emotional or do you feel really good about it or a little bit of both?
0: Well, I'm trying to be very honest about this because, yes, I mean, I've I've been there for almost 37 years. It was the highest rated station uh, morning show in America for decades. Uh, But now I'm really glad. I do not like the company I'm working for now, and it's time for me to get away from them. They're not my kind of people at all. You know, might be other 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 people might like them. They're just not my kind of people at all. It's you know, I be I will be. It's hard hard to say it this way, but I will miss it. But I will be glad when it's over. Does that make sense?
5: That that totally makes sense. And you know, when things, I always find, I think we've all been at a job where you you've had the time of your life. Yep. And then new management comes in, or there's like some staff shifts that. Change the dynamic of the team or the feeling or the morale yes. and you realize that it's actually best to move forward and move on and then just really cherish those memories that you had of when it was good because yep. I, you know when it's good. You know when you're working with a good team and you know when you're super happy and you always want to be able to recreate that at the next place.
0: You always want to do that, and that's why, you know, to tell you the truth, I just want to work with, with people I already know and people that are friends of mine and my family and we're going to continue this on. Uh, I, I just want to have some fun, and I just don't need anybody being a pain in the ass. I really don't need it. The one thing I will tell you, and it's across the board, not everywhere, but I would say 90% of businesses in America, all they do is lie now. They will lie their ass off to make as much money as they possibly can. I find that disgusting.
5: Well, there's, you know, if you talk to some economists, they're saying, you know, inflation is not as bad as it is. The companies are making inflation bad to for record profits. Yeah, see, this is what
2: I'm
0: saying. I went yeah. yesterday, or not yesterday, two days ago, and I bought a six-pack of Wild Cherry Diet Pepsi. Mm-hmm. I bought a thing of chicken wings. They're, you know, not a big thing, a little thing of chicken wings. And I bought some almonds and it was $33.
5: Exactly. $33. <laughs> yes.
0: I mean, ask God, Kristen. I yeah. When you think both. about
5: what $50 bought you even two years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now. And yeah. What? Like $50 would buy you, let's say 15 items. mm mm-hmm. It's buying you what? Five?
0: Yeah. Maybe. Maybe.
5: And if you are someone who has a large family who is already struggling to make ends meet, that's gonna be really scary because feeding your family, especially when you have little ones, I mean, that is a top priority, of course. And to think that your budget is stretched that much, I mean, again, it's I just have a lot of empathy for what people are going through.
0: I understand look at this. Another show shot in the ass. (laughs) What do you think? Jeez, I love uh, it. All right, my dear. We'll talk to you next week. But send me that email if you would, or not email. I mean text. text message. I'm
5: gonna text you. I'm gonna text you right now. <laughs>
0: all right. Sounds good. Thank you, dear. All right. Thanks. Talk to you later, Chris and Bert, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.